Welcome to the very first episode of Pod for Teacher. I'm Aaron Fitzpatrick. I'm Nate Langelli. And I'm Brad Baldwin. This is my eighth year, finishing up my eighth year teaching here at um, English Language Arts. I'm finishing up nine years of teaching history. This is my third year as a communications teacher. Is it? It was supposed to be the preview. Was it? Because it's it's gonna go that, it's doing that right into the right into the preview, then the Metallica. Or did you do the wake up today? That's that's the that's after this. Oh okay. All right, sorry. No. I got it now. I screwed up. Well, no, you're good. Won't we after we do that? Then aren't we gonna aren't we gonna walk us through as to why we're doing this? Oh show? yeah 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 yeah. yeah. This, uh, Rationale. All right, here we go. Welcome to the very first episode of Pod for Teacher. I'm Aaron Fitzpatrick. I'm Nate Langelli. And I'm Brad Baldwin. This is my eighth year teaching English language arts. I'm finishing up nine years with history. And I'm finishing up my third as a communications teacher. All right, so let's get right to it. Uh, why, why Pod for Teacher, other than our maybe twisted senses of humor and, and uh, enjoyment for the plays on words? Um, <laughs> we decided that after talking that uh, there weren't that many opportunities out there for teachers to kind of, or teachers and students and parents and community members to kind of take a look behind the curtain and see what's really going on back there in the world of public education. Yeah, and I thought it'd be a great idea. Um, there's a lot of ideas, a lot of people have, you know, this misconception about maybe what happens in the real world or you see things in the news. And so just, you know, having a, a format to just, you know, frankly talk about these issues I thought was, would be a positive for our listeners and, and for us too. And I'm here for the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> but anyways, we're going to be basically walking you through uh, some, some topics that are near and dear to our hearts and uh, things that are making some headlines out there that deal uh, with the world of education. We'll, we'll break these things down from our perspective and maybe even every once in a while have on a special guest so we can kind of talk to about those, those specific issues. They might not be that special, but we think they are. We have a few special friends. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that, that, that's, that's absolutely true. Um, so we are going to start you off today with a topic that's been making headlines uh, as of late and some changes have been made as a result. And that's the topic of school start times. Um, lots, of, lots of information to unpack there and uh, we're going to get started right after this. All right. Uh, so, full disclosure, it is 3:31 p.m. in the <laughs> afternoon. Um, yeah, I'm feeling awake. I did not have my coffee today. I uh, need to find what Brad Brad found earlier with the coffee. But um, <laughs> we uh, are wrapping up a, a, an in-service day here in the the, the early part of May. Um, what time did you guys get up today? Well, uh, my normal routine. I, I stuck to it today. It was an in-service day, like around. Five, I think I rolled out of bed, I think it said 5.51, perhaps. Let the dog go to the bathroom, you know, do her thing, fed her, got some coffee, and got my, you know, act together slowly. I feel great today, man. I slept until 6.15. Oh, show off. That is impressive. <laughs> I, I actually, I have the in-service day alarm clock set at 6 o'clock, and when I woke up, I still felt mildly panicked because I, <laughs> <laughs> I felt that I had overslept and just the world was right. going to pass me by. <laughs> um, but uh, the, extra sleep, the extra sleep was nice, but not, not too far of a, uh, a deviation for me. I typically wake up at 5.30. I'll wake up 
read through the news as I want to do until my second alarm goes off at 5.45, and that's my stop reading the news and get out of bed and start getting ready <laughs> alarm. Yeah, it takes me a good solid two hours to get ready, so I think by the time our first bell be rings, I'm, I'm fully functioning. That's just how I, how I roll. Yeah, normally uh, my wife and I, we wake up around 5 o'clock, try to go to the gym, but it's nice whenever you don't have to wake up at 5 and sleep in a little bit and, and just, I don't know, feel awake. And I must <laughs> say, going great. to the gym looks like it's paying off for you, buddy. You're Thanks, man. You that do look terrific. You're, you're I'm glowing, having trouble really focusing glowing. on this outline. You guys are making me blush. <laughs> 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 uh, well, anyways, <laughs> one thing that we typically notice when we talk to our students when they when they roll in first thing in the morning is that we... Or if, or if they roll in. If they roll yeah. in first thing in the morning is that... Uh, they are usually blown away at the time that we have to wake up in the morning when they're talking to us about how tired they are. Right. They're like, oh, I was so tired. I had to wake up at like 7 o'clock this morning. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> 7, huh? Yeah, good for you. The fact that we're actually talking to them catches them off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, when we, in the mornings when we're at school, you get, it looks like an episode of The Walking Dead. You know, down the halls, you got these people mumbling. They're kind of alive. I don't know. The head's covered. It, it makes it's not that cheery of a place, you know, right right off the bat. It's funny coming up the freshman wing. I see I see girls wrapped up in sleeping bags, sleeping on the sides. It's ridiculous. It is it is a, it is a strange <laughs> and mysterious place in the in the morning, and it definitely, thankfully, loosens up as the day goes on. But that kind of is, is what led us to our topic to begin with. Um, is our typical school start time something that we need to maybe revisit um, in 2018 and moving forward? Is it something that our students would benefit from um, cognitively, developmentally, uh, whatever mentally? <laughs> <laughs> and we try to take this seriously. We're trying to get some research here. Um, but before I jump into the research, I did want to get a shout out to our non-paid sponsor, Cherry Coke. I'm a Cherry big fan. Coke. I'm a big fan. I think you're, uh, you're in the top two between that and Dr. Pepper, so I just want to say uh, thank you for being a part of my life. Cherry Coke, if you're listening, uh, you might bump up to the undisputed number one, <laughs> um, you know, should you throw us a few bones, but uh, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, we are not in this profession for the money. <laughs> Am I Dunkin right, Dunkin' Donuts, we're coming next week for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, let's, uh, let's just jump right into our our study here, some of the things that we found, and one thing I found was this huge uh, article based out of a four-year study over in Minneapolis, the entire school district. Um, they did a study that surveyed like 12,000 secondary students, and basically they're like, okay, they did, they started usually at 715 and they bumped that way back to 840, that's a huge shift. Um, and so what they're trying to find is, were there any benefits, were, were there any positives to starting at such a later time? And rattling off some things from this finding, that they, that they did here is that basically when you have more sleep, they're saying that there's you know, better uh, performance, more alertness, better on task. Uh, there's not optimum response uh, shifts or in time. There's, they also argue that loss of REM phase sleep could also result in memory loss, and I don't think anyone, anybody is in favor of losing their memory. So uh, all those sort of things. They also say that you, know, you have higher grades, less depression, fewer at-risk behaviors for dropping out of school. All those sort of things, all that benefit, and they're saying that we need to have more sleep for our adolescents, and I would tend to agree. All of that depends on, on sleep. 
Yeah. And you said 8.15 was that study. Uh, eight, they pushed it back to 8.40. 8.40. So start, yeah, start, they used to start at 7.15, uh, but now they pushed it back to 8.40. And I know other schools have done similar stuff, but yeah, that's what this study focused on here. And uh, they're just saying there's so many positives into that, um, being able to move back. Uh, they're saying, like, you know, principals were reporting less um, referrals to the office. People seem to be calmer in the hallways. Uh, there's a lot of benefits to having more sleep throughout the day, and so I just thought it was a, a very interesting study that they did here um, over a four-year time period. Well, we're doing all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it does keep, it does seem crazy that those statistics are that drastic when you're talking about at least um, you know when you compare that start time to when we start here, and that's less than an, a full hour. That's less than a full hour, and it and it's that that significant of a jump. That's that's wild. Yeah, and they're also arguing, not arguing, but the data was showing that people that started later, that it was cutting down on absenteeism, cutting down on people dropping out of school. They're saying the rates of people who stay continuously enrolled throughout high school, those numbers were showing uh, improvement as well. And so I think, you know, typically we want people to stay in school, maybe graduate perhaps, you know, get a diploma. I don't know. It's maybe the goal, move, right? Maybe move on to <laughs> other things. That might be the... the the overarching goal yeah. <laughs> of what we do, yeah. yeah and so I would say that there's, and they're also saying that uh, they're looking at the fact that like, students were reporting uh, more mental alertness, less, um, they did a little survey saying that they had less depressive feelings and behaviors and all that sort of thing, all those sort of things associated with just getting more sleep. And it's just crazy to think that could you really feel better, could you really have a more positive outlook on life and, you know, perform better just by getting a little bit more sleep every night. I don't know that that's something that too many of our students would actually argue. That, that seems like something that'd be fairly supported. But um, what could there possibly be to to contest these claims? Like, is, are there any concerns out there for making a jump to moving the school start time back a little bit to allow for the more sleep that you're talking about? Well, I mean, right off the bat, I I think of a few. Uh, first, well, in a later start time, I know that if I'm a student and I have a later start time. That means I'm going to bed later. I'm just going to push it's my back because you're a bad student, Mr. Ball. You know, <laughs> you're not wrong. All the good TV shows <laughs> are on late, though. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that, true. That, that I, mean, I got I to get my Fortnite in. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. so you know, I know that's not a TV show. <laughs> no. You're going to wake up and go to the gym if you do that. Um, I'm not. <laughs> that, is a valid, that is a valid point you bring up about some people argue, you know, maybe they just stay up later. But the study, again, is showing that for whatever reason, no matter what time these kids were waking up in the morning, that around the same time at night, everybody's feeling drowsy and sleeping. These kids were still going to sleep around the same time. And so what they found is that with a later start time, on an average, these kids are still getting like an hour of more sleep every weekday. So about five hours every week, they're getting more sleep. And again, we're saying more sleep provides more um, benefits and positives. So they did take that into consideration, which I found thought was really beneficial. Definitely. Well, how about another one for you? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then Aaron, take this one. <laughs> all right. So I, uh, we all, we all have coached at some point, and at the high school level, some I of know us more successfully than others. So just on that. What do you not, say? Not me. No, 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 not me. I'm, I'm at the bottom of that totem pole. <laughs> so real quick background: I coach middle school and volleyball, or middle school and high school volleyball. And for middle school volleyball, a lot of the times our dismissals around two o'clock, two fifteen, sometimes earlier if we have to travel a further distance. Uh, what about missing the end of the day? What about missing, well, we're fortunate enough that we're in a block schedule where we miss part of our 80-minute block. Like, it's nice for us because I can still see those kids, but what about for those regular day schedules, those, those non-block schools that students are missing 
maybe two classes because they would have to get out later. What are you guys' thoughts on extracurriculars? I mean, what about jobs? Think about jobs too. Those kids that have part-time jobs after school. What's what's that going to do to them? Those those later start times. And what about all that time to play Fortnite? You well, know, Fortnite. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a concern that has come up when these uh, proposals have been made. Um, as Brad said, I, I also coached for a number of years, and um, we were fortunate enough to have the in our our school here, the three of us. Um, to have the last half hour of the day or so be dedicated to um, interventions and um, basically opportunities for students to see teachers for work and, and get the help that they needed. So um, I, I don't, the best way to, I guess, maybe kind of wrap that up in a, in a package would be to call it somewhat of a study hall. Um, so there was an instruction time that um, students in our school were missing very often for early dismissals and things. Um, but certainly bumping the school day back an hour or so, as some have, um, would make an, you know, that would cause uh, some sort of an impact because um, to my knowledge, there's only one school in our relatively uh, close proximity here that, um, that has bumped their school day back a little bit and I believe they are starting 8.04, 8.05, something like that. Like nothing significantly uh, beyond what we do. Um, but yes, teachers would have to make adjustments, administrators, parents, coaches, bosses. Um, Wait, what about what about those competing schools also that sure. aren't on a adjusted schedule? Sure, yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, these schools that are doing this are not doing it um, under the uh, assumption that every other school around them is going to follow suit and do the exact same thing. So, so how how could this problem be addressed by school districts? Um, should a school dig into this research, see all of these benefits and say, well, these logistical issues are something that we think we can overcome um, because there's too many positives to overlook. Right, and I think it makes me think of the fact too is we always call them student athletes and the idea that students and academics are supposed to be coming first. And so if the more sleep, the later start time, if it is helping them as students, as people, more so than being an athlete, that's something to consider, right? We're not saying athletics are important because they are. They're a vital part. But you got to weigh the pros and cons in all these uh, situations. Um, and I keep referencing this study, but it's a, it seems to be a bit pretty valid. But they're they're saying like students didn't say that was one of the drawbacks, but they wouldn't go back. Like the students that were in this report, they're saying, eh, you know, yeah, I have I've missed some class time and things, but none of them that they reported were voting to you know let's have an earlier start time. Like they have a later start time, they're just adjusting. And I think that's a valid tool that we all need to learn too. It's like how do we okay something changed? How do we adjust? and kind of ties into the fact that that seems to be one of the biggest pushbacks is the idea that any sort of change like this you make, you're just going to get some pushback because people hate change. <laughs> like In human nature, yeah. we like keeping things the way they are, and that is one of the biggest roadblocks. But particularly with like extracurriculars, um, they did look at that. Some of the coaches weren't happy about it, but they did report that some coaches seemed to be f in favor of it because some students were coming to practice. They still seemed more alert for practice. They were more, you know, paying more attention. And so, again, just pros and cons on, on both sides of that. All right. Well, when we come back, we are going to be talking to you about a Time Magazine case study and uh, kind of comparing the advantages and disadvantages of start times with the rest of America's workforce. So we'll be right back after this. So, yeah, I can. so 
because if we do it here, because I, I had the break as being the song break, mm. you know what I mean? I got you. So um, I, I can say that again, like the break for. Well, that could have been it, you know what I mean? <laughs> I got something. You want to chime in, chime in. No, go for it. Do you, okay. Yeah, take it. You're good. Okay, well, when we come back, we're going to take a look at a case study by Time Magazine on teenage brains and why they're so hard to understand. Um, and also a look at the, what, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. What was the, what is the <laughs> other thing? I have that second thing. The Times article and the, the case study. Jump. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Where's that from? <coughs> oh, out of the University of Kentucky. Okay. Okay, well, when we come back, we're going to take a look at a case study out of the University of Kentucky um, uh, for a from a school that did... I can't... I can't <laughs> we were doing so well. That's fine. We can cut all this out. <laughs> no, don't cut me out. He's just a teenage derby. <laughs> when you say teenage, I'm just like, oh, that song's in my head right now. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. <clears throat> okay, when we come back, we're going to take a look at a case study out of the University of Kentucky and a Time Magazine article um, about why teenage brains are so, so hard to understand. I forgot what I was going to say again. <laughs> Damn it. I, I was so close. Damn it. Um, okay. What are you going to say? What if you just said, like, um, <laughs> so uh, we'll be right back after this work from Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, when we come back, we're going to take a look at a case study out of the University of Kentucky and a Time Magazine article about why teenage brains are just so hard to understand right after this word from Metallica. I sure hope Lars Ulrich wasn't listening to that because uh, we don't have that kind of money, guys. I don't <laughs> we don't have Napster money. I, I thought there's nothing I can do about that. But if any of our listeners want to donate, by all means, we, <laughs> we won't say no. We we did not at all get into this to to solicit funds, but uh, well, I kind of did. We're not that hard to find. <laughs> just saying. All right. Um, so Nate, you're looking at this. Yeah. So we, we we were looking at this case study a little bit about. Uh, from out of the University of Kentucky that uh, from a school that that tried both methods yeah uh, so yeah University of Kentucky a couple of doctors and uh, whatever PhD MD you know these people are doing these studies about the looking at uh, increasing the, the amount of sleep and the fact like kids typically if they have less sleep throughout the weekday then they're gonna try and catch up on the weekends and sleep cycles are, out, are, are all out of whack and things like that so what uh, their their findings are that with more uh, later start time that the amount of kids that have eight hours of sleep a night actually increased from year one to year two from 35.7% up to 50%. And so some people were like, wow. why, why do I care? Why should I care if my lazy 14 year old or my annoying 15 year old, why do I care if they get <laughs> eight hours of sleep a night, this, that? Well, there are like scientific medical, not just emotional stuff, but there's actual benefits to that. And so uh, I think that's a, a point that we need to bring up. It's like, oh, who cares if we you know, give them a little bit more sleep? Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pros to that. 
I agree. Yeah, that's a significant jump statistically too. I mean, like it, it's you know one case study uh, that we're looking at here, but thirty-seven and a half or thirty-seven and a half percent. You said to thirty-five point seven, whatever yeah. numbers. Yeah, yeah. We're not math teachers. No. It doesn't matter. We're not doctors. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> doctors, numbers, PhD, MD, these people. Um, so yeah, thirty. <laughs> 30-something point something to 50% is a, is a significant jump. Um, and there are, uh, there are, according to uh, some, some uh, other reasons why outside of just the, the additional sleep, why it might just be beneficial for teenagers to have a little bit later to start in the day. And um, Time Magazine is suggesting that, uh, from a story that they, they published back in September, that um, it might just have to do with cognitive development. Um, <clears throat> according, to, according to the article, um, it was once believed that teens were impulsive due to raging hormones and that they were difficult because they hated authority. I know I did when I was, <laughs> when I was a little angsty teenager. I still do. I think most people do. But advances in brain imaging, which gathered force in the 2000s, told a much more complicated story. Turns out the teenage brain is nowhere near fully baked and that the brain's structure and it's some of them are. Um, <laughs> it's effects on, I shouldn't have said that. Um, it's effects on development. We won't tell. <laughs> Should I go back to that? <laughs> yeah, sure, go back. Where'd you start? <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the kind of stuff I wish I could just say <laughs> casually. Um, okay. Probably would have been okay. Yes. Yeah. I thought we were just going to play all this and not edit it at all. Just, just, <laughs> just leave it in. Just let it ride. Stream of consciousness. Right? Isn't that, that's an English thing, right? <laughs> we, we're celebrating success, right? <laughs> <coughs> okay, so the, according to this Time Magazine article called uh, Why Teenage Brains Are So Hard to Understand, it was published back in September. Um, little excerpt here. Um, it was once believed that teens were impulsive due to raging hormones and that they were difficult because they hated authority. I definitely know I did when I was a t an angsty young Me teenager. Me too. <laughs> but uh, advances in brain imaging, which gathered force in the 2000s, told a much more complicated story. It turns out the teenage brain is nowhere near fully baked and that the brain's structure and its effects on development continue into a person's 20s. That's a pretty significant. Uh, in my case, I believe my brain took until my 30s to develop. <laughs> a little teaser: I'm in my 30s. <laughs> was, yeah, when I looked at it and said the 20s, like, like, should I be scared? Am, am I behind? <laughs> yeah, where am I at? <laughs> where, where am I on this scale? Uh, <laughs> I'm still an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Not much uh, science can do about that. I think I just. I, we but I'm a good teacher, is, right, guys? <laughs> All right. Keep telling yourself that, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> um, they continue in this study to uh, explain that when teens enter puberty, they undergo what's referred to as sleep phase delay. Have you, heard, you guys heard of sleep phase delay? No. Again, they, we're not doctors. Let's, let's come back to that. <laughs> Just let's reiterate the importance of yeah. us. Once not again, we're not doctors. doctors. <laughs> um, but uh, teenagers' internal biological clocks shift forward, which is interesting. And they start having trouble falling asleep before 11 p.m. and waking up before 8 a.m. I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Research has linked lack of sleep among adolescents and teens to higher rates of chronic diseases like obesity and type 2 diabetes, more caffeine use, more impulse control, lower levels of motivation, impaired attention memory, attention and memory, and more. Uh, side note, I'm a big fan of caffeine use. Um, I don't know if that's a problem I have, but uh, right now I'm 
I'm okay with it. It's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the, if, if it's, right, go ahead. If caffeine is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, the idea is like some people think, well, what's the importance of sleep? But when you're looking, listing all those benefits, it's like, man, I have a wonderful excuse for why I was a crabby teenager, I think. Maybe I was just crabby. But I think if people actually focused on um, all these positives, then maybe you wouldn't just have an automatic note, just keep school the way it is. I think if you present these arguments in a, in a valid way, maybe this really is something that should be looked into. Are we saying that you should automatically push start times back? Not necessarily. But I think it's a valid discussion to be having. And I think if, if you bring these all this stuff to, to the table, because I'm assuming a lot of people don't have this information. Like most people in education aren't medical doctors that do these researches, you know, this research. So I, th I think it's kind of important to keep those, those things at, um, on the discussion table. And uh, as you kind of mentioned earlier, not just folks in education, but people in general are super resistant to change. Change isn't easy. Change isn't met with a lot of optimism and positivity in a lot of ways. So what kind of incentive is there out there for folks to justify a major jump that would impact an entire community? Um, my takeaway was that it really is just going to have to be something that is, you know, shared among the community. It's something that, you know, the the rationale and the benefits will, will have to over, you know, outweigh the uh, the drawbacks. And, and, I, and I think it's something that can be done. It is being done. It can be done. Um, is it the answer? Time will tell, maybe. I mean, I think it starts with, with informing the stakeholders here. We, I mean, what's our goal as educators trying to prepare these students for the real world, for the real world right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'll say yes. <laughs> Nate, if you weren't a teacher, say maybe you were a doctor. Oh, that was my next choice. Or a businessman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. What time would you start in the day? What time uh, would you think? If I own my own business, uh, 11. No, <laughs> I'm gonna say. Uh, How's that eight. song go? Working. Oh, I, I know this. I know that nine, right? Nine Is it nine? To nine to, to five? Nine to five, right? Yeah. All right. Thank you. <laughs> so was that, a, was that a Dolly Parton <laughs> reference? Okay. I didn't know where he was going with that at first, but uh, was she the one who? But it caught on. I right? smell what the rocks cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where you guys are going now. Well, I do. <laughs> and if there are any students listening, the rock. Better known to you maybe is Dwayne Johnson. Before he was a huge movie star, he was The Rock, and it's, that was it's his also <laughs> he's the star in Jumanji. <laughs> oh but yeah, yeah. It's also Jumanji. the title of a fantastic Nick Cage Sean Connery movie. It, yes, it, it is. Yes, 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 it is. Yeah. The Rock, the movie. I got you. I got you. A little late on the uptake. Then. Anyway, nine to five is, I believe, where we're starting here. I want to do something. Your mother's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to include that, and I'm like, yeah, no, I, I'm going to laugh before I say it. <laughs> All right, back on topic. Okay, segue continues. <laughs> Seamless transition into our next topic. Our first and last podcast. <laughs> so, isn't our goal as educators to prepare students for the real world? I, I would like to think so. Yes, yeah. so when I took my Boy Scout oath. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nate. Uh, say you weren't. Say you weren't an educator and you were a doctor yes. or perhaps a businessman. Yes. What time do you think you would report to work? I'm gonna say. You know that song, working. 
Oh, nine to five. There you go. Yeah, oh, nine to five, who right? Who sings that song? Is uh, it? I don't it? know. I don't Dolly Parton? Is it Dolly Is Parton? It? it might be Dolly. Well, if it was, that was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful rendition. Should teach music. I'm in a much better mood now. <laughs> and we still do not get any uh, kickback for these references. We do not. <laughs> Sorry, Dolly. <laughs> But if you're listening. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Nate Silver from 538 actually used data collected by the U.S. Census Bureau to find median times that Americans start work. And uh, look at some of these charts. What did he find? What did he find? What did he find? In bigger cities, most of the time they start later. Um, in New York City, perhaps, as an example, they start at 824. That's hmm. that, would be, mm. that would be nice. That would be nice, <laughs> wouldn't it? That would be nice. San Francisco, San Francisco, 817, Miami, 814, Boston, 811, and the average American city is 755. So why are these kids coming to school at, why are they reporting school at 705 or 720? Why not later? Uh, does it say about Texarkana at all with the start time? <laughs> no? Really no. interested in Texarkana. But then we're looking at, I'm looking at a chart right now, and the earliest median arrival times to work, Hinesville, Georgia, 701. Is that Hinesfield, Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No, it's Hinesville, Georgia. Hinesville, Georgia. But uh, fun fact. Is I it see really that right fun? Here. Okay, I'm, I'm excited for fun. I like fun facts. Uh, Hinesville, Georgia is actually a, has a strong military presence. He definitely said Hinesville, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, he <laughs> I said Hinesfield? <laughs> All right, we'll go back. <laughs> Where'd I start? Not the nine to five. I don't know. We got to leave this in. We got to leave this in for our, our darling listeners. <laughs> <laughs> say Dolly listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're talking about, okay, so let me ask you guys this. How many people do you know and in just your typical circle that have other professions that, that work in anything but education a lot of them a lot of, okay <laughs> Every, all right is that a trick question other person yeah <laughs> right i mean they says fairly rhetorical but of those people that work in other professions i you would assume you let me know if i'm correct in assuming that uh when you talk about what time you get up and you go to work and stuff like that that you are probably among the earliest ones would I be yeah that's fair assuming that yeah okay so and what what kind of what other professions are we talking here like what other like some of your friends your other your family members whatever like what, what other prof what other fields are they working in well my brother's my brother's a chef in Aspen and uh, I don't think he's ever seen <laughs> 8 a.m. amazing <laughs> <laughs> now to be fair he's probably working till I don't know what time he works till uh, one o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that's a fair shift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. A little different. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I have friends who are in, um, work as social workers, also friends in the financial institutions, whether it's bankers or advisors, things like that. And so, um, somewhere between eight and nine, typically, in, the, in those sort of fields. I mean, we're not, for us, we're not saying that it has to be like we're looking for two hour differences, but even like half hour, 45 minutes up to an hour, like, those are what they're studying. It doesn't have to be like a huge shift in time. Just even like smaller amounts seem to be beneficial too. So absolutely. Yeah. And think about your college experience. Um, I, I'm I'm sure there are outliers that exist out there somewhere, but um, at least the earliest course that was offered uh, anywhere on my campus was eight o'clock. Yes. That, same. That accurate. I took one of them and I slept through a lot of it. it yeah, I, I think I went yeah. to maybe three or four of those. Yeah. Sorry, Dr. <laughs> Lee's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
still I still pulled a good grade in there though somehow. <laughs> um, but anyways, like you know, thinking about that, um, you know, we we have a lot of seniors that, that leave our leave our halls and come back and report back, and they they you know they dread the. Uh, the, the you know the, the 8 a.m. class they, you know they try to get get around that as we did when we were in college absolutely um, which you know sometimes can be met with the the eye roll because it's got you know a 10 minute delay on where we typically start here and you know if you're only talking about one class but man when you are used to kind of structuring your own schedule or whatever and you have one outlier and your outlier is at 8 a.m. and you don't have to do it every day it does become a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So with academia, um, I, I guess, it would, would it be, is there any correlation we could draw there by saying that, you know, once you get to post-secondary education, the earliest class that's typically offered being 8 a.m. and even that being an outlier, that, uh, you know, once you're um, academically challenged to a new level, that uh, that maybe some some thought, maybe some research and consideration had gone into the fact that they didn't they don't typically offer classes that start any earlier than that. Yeah, and I would say for people that school districts that have pushed the start time back, now I, I've done a small amount of you know searching, but you don't see necessarily a lot of like negative repercussions for those who have taken that step, and so just getting there is the hard part. And again, just this whole idea of like, people don't like change. You have um, the idea that this is the way it is, and, and some some are valid arguments, some not. But I think again, this just goes back to the the fact like it's a valid discussion that I think needs to be ha needs to be happening. No, I agree. I fully agree. It's at least it's at least at least worth testing out and and seeing. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the very first episode of our podcast. We hope that uh, our lighthearted banter <laughs> didn't distract you too much from the important discussion that we <laughs> that we had inter intermittently <laughs> and hopefully my monotone voice didn't bore you too much uh, as we were talking as well and hopefully we don't get sued by dolly parton <laughs> metallica cherry coke cherry, cherry coke, coke. Uh, any other uh, <laughs> yeah any other references that we may have mentioned along the way but uh yeah thanks for listening we'll be back with you uh sometime soon with uh hopefully our, our first guest and uh, we'll, some we'll other call topics. him a special guest. Yeah, we'll say special. Our special guest, our first special guest. Um, I've, been, I've been working on this, guys. Would our uh, our supporters would be be safe in assuming that they we could call them our podvocates? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I've seen yeah. that face before, Nate. You didn't like that one. I could warm up to the idea. I'm working <laughs> on some podjucation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Keep them coming. We just got to, you just got to, <laughs> you, you take one word, you find another one, you smash them together, and then you, sometimes you create a little magic there. That's that's really how it happens. Throw it to the wall, see if it sticks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You. See you next time. See how it sounds. <laughs>